We Infuse Podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and each week we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the infusion practice, and our goal is to take the confusion out of infusion. And so we interview industry experts and people in the trenches with infusion practices from providers to front desk people to people across every end of the spectrum. And I'm really excited about this episode because we are going to interview Kenny Urbina. And she is an overseer of a very large rheumatology practice in North Jersey. And she is in the midst of the most cumbersome part of the process, which is the benefits investigation process. I mean, that's where you've got the most moving parts. It's where the costliest mistakes can get made. And she is passionate about it. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with Kenny. Let's jump right in. All right. Like I said, we have a special guest on the show today, and that is Kenny Urbina. She oversees a large six-physician infusion practice in the North Jersey area. She has a lot of experience really doing all the things you need to do leading up to the infusion, making sure that patient is ready to go with all those pre-authorizations, referrals, all of the, you know, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, and overseeing that whole process to get the patient access to those amazing life-changing therapies. So Kenny, thank you so much for being on the We Infuse podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so I know I gave a little brief overview and I know that you and I have gotten to talk at different conferences. We've had some collaboration, you know, offline and it's it's been really neat to hear your heart and your background and you write a blog as well, right? I do. It's called Making Room. And it's basically about my journey through rheumatology. So very exciting. It's it's recent, so I'm still just at the beginning. And it basically just talks about what, what goes on um, in, in different practices. So I have guest speakers that give me their day-to-day. It's pretty fun, I would say. Very fun. That's great. I mean, hey, that could turn into a podcast. <laughs> no, that's, no. <laughs> that's that's great though because and we'll definitely want to tag your information for how people can get in touch with you at the, at the end of this podcast, but we, you know, it's our whole goal to just take the confusion out of infusion and interview people like you who are in the trenches who are um, just living that life of getting these patients access to these life-changing therapies. And I'm really glad we have you on the show because we get calls every day from practices either, you know, struggling and they need help with their infusion practice, or we get a lot of calls from people that want to start an infusion practice. And your role is the, the main issue that we focus on is, you know, what is your process going to look like of man, you know, managing benefits investigation and all that stuff. So before we get into all of that, I know you'll have a lot of great things to share there. Um, why don't you fill in just kind of your background story, how you got into infusion therapy, just kind of your journey up to this point for our, for our listeners. Okay, sure. Well, um, I've been in the practice for about 10 years. I started as a receptionist. Um, and I, I, I kind of got the job cause I was going towards my bachelor program, um, in biology. And then I realized that I loved working there. And then I, uh, throughout the years, I learned a little bit of billing and then coding, then authorization. So I felt like I was learning and growing in the practice. And I knew that that was the place where I wanted to be. And then finally I hit a, a department, which is infusion therapy. And I realized that that's where I wanted to stay. 
um, I felt like authorizations and talking to insurance companies um, and then talking to the patients, being the middle person was something that I enjoyed and understanding what the insurance company was telling me so I can tell the patient and explain it to them um, and then ultimately help them get better. I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And I've been there ever since. That is so interesting. Now, for some people listening and for people already in infusion, the, fir- the first thought that comes to my mind is, you know, some people say that's the part that they hate the most. I mean, they can't <laughs> stand talking to insurance companies. All that. So tell me, I mean, what's your heart behind that? Why do you love that part of the, of the business? Honestly, it's the insurance company. They, they're reading a script. Like most of the time, the people that I that I speak to are not even in the United States. And I go into the call knowing that I may not get someone here in the United States. Like I speak to people in the Philippines, in New Mexico, and just honestly, India even sometimes. So my goal out of the phone call is to get the information and make sure it's accurate and then translate it in a way where the I can explain it to the patient. So for me, extracting the data and then converting it in, into a way where someone can understand what they're trying to say, that to me sounds sounds like fun. That's it's great. It's a little weird, yeah. but it's fun. Well, and it's it's clear that you, you're offering such a level of customer service to the patient, which they may not be getting in other places. And they're, if it's confusing to you or, or difficult for you to extract that information and put it in language you can all understand, we know it's hard for the patient. And that's just right. that's just great that you play that kind of middleman role to to help the patient as they navigate a cumbersome process. That's that's great. Right. So I go so ahead. I, I say the the more complicated the insurance, the better. Because honestly, I. It's weird, but I enjoy when it's complicated sometimes because then like I, I get to fix it. So to me, it's like I, I go in knowing that there may be an issue and it's like, okay, how do you fix it? So that's what I enjoy, the problem solving. That's great. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind was, is, is problem solving. So you, you probably have a strength in that area of solving problems and, and resolving issues and then also helping people at the same time. So that's great. I love that you shared that because it is rare to hear that perspective. And that's clearly a healthy, positive, patient-centered perspective. And I, I just love that you shared that. So what would you say out of all the things you do? I know that it's a, you have a lot of balls in the air with, with all the patients. And with each patient, there's quite a process you have to move them for, through from beginning to end. So what would you say today is your main area of expertise? I would say is finding help, finding help for the patient. Um, through, throughout the years, the insurance company and the coverage has changed. Um, and a lot of patients have not been able to get the treatment that they require due to um, higher premiums. So being able to get the patient on onto the uh, the correct treatment, I think that would be something that I'm, I I care the most. That's so great. And I know there's a lot of technical things you could have mentioned and a workflow process you could have mentioned, but you... You didn't go there. You went straight to helping the patient. And we, you know, I find that a lot of the people we interview on here, whether it's nurses or um, people in operations, it, it's typical for people to be 
patient focused and, and you have a lot of passion. You know, I've met, I've met you in person a few times and you always come across very passionate and, and excited about what you do. And, and I think that's where that passion comes from. It comes from a desire to really help people. So what would you yeah. want out of all that? You know, what's, what's one big thing you would want our listeners to take away from your experience in this practice? Honestly, patience and, and to be understanding of our patients. A lot of the times they don't know what their plans are. We, we can't expect them to know what their deductible is, who their carrier is. A lot of the times patients just come in and they bring you five different insurance cards. It's like pick, pick a card, right? Any card. So we need to be able to take, take that weight off of our patients especially because a, a lot of the times they don't know if their insurance changes. Um, we had a patient who got enrolled into an insurance company. She, she didn't sign anything. She wasn't aware. The insurance company took her silence as an agreement. So she came into our office with all these insurance cards and finding out which one was the actual insurance. Yes, it was a puzzle, but now the patient is aware. Like I was able to put a sticky on, on the back of a card that said, this is my insurance. So something as small as that can change her care, well, th their care in general. So I would just say being patient with our patients um, will, will bring more patients because they will tell their friends, you know what, this practice really cares about me. And they sat down with me, they explained to me my benefits in a way where I can understand and they went that extra mile. That to me um, is very important. And, and, and for me, customer service is a huge, huge part of this industry. And I'm glad that I'm able to help as many people as, as I do. Well, it is so helpful. I mean, my, my wife works for a large health system here in the Dallas, Texas area. And they, you know, it was the year for enrollment to, to, you know, renew your insurance plan. But of course, there's always new plans coming out. And they had a huge meeting about it company wide. And, and she attended one of the meetings and, and they basically came out with another plan that was a little cheaper. And they said, you know, to sum up, they basically said, you're going to notice minimal changes everything changed. We got on this new plan. All of a sudden, uh, you know, beforehand, we could go straight to a specialist. We never needed any referrals from our primary care physician. All of a sudden, we needed a referral. We also were, you know, couldn't go to our typical doctors we were used to going. They were all of a sudden out of network. It was just a mess. And I had, you know, I told my wife, we've got to get back on our other insurance as soon as possible, especially when you have little kids in the mix, too. So I just know from that side of it how how frustrating it can be as a patient and and the insurance companies, like you said, don't make it easy. So that's just great. So, well, what let, let's go into a different part of this. Um, clearly, you have a passion for this. You are helping people. You're helping people, you know, get life changing therapies. But we all know that in the infusion practice, there's amazing success stories of people's lives who are, are changed. There's also huge struggles. Some of those struggles are financially, financial mistakes that get made in the practice. Uh, there's struggles with workflow. There's, there's all community. It's a business as well as a practice. So what would you say has been one of the you know, biggest challenges that you face? Give us kind of a behind the scenes look at that. Um. The, the struggles, I would say, is communication between the patient and our office. Um, I would direct the communication to go towards like what insurance they have. Um, a, a lot of times, 
patients bring in their pharmacy insurance and their medical insurance, and they don't know which one to give. Um, and then we run the benefits under the wrong insurance. And then the, the patient calls, she's like, what happened to my treatment? And when the patient and the practice don't have a, a great communication, it, it delays treatment. Um, and this happened to one of our patients who she has Medicare, but her husband was working. So she gave us two insurances. She didn't tell us that her husband was working and that her Horizon insurance was primary. So we ran all the benefits through Medicare and Horizon as a secondary. And we confided her the information to, um, uh, it's the company that runs the benefits the pharmaceutical companies have companies that check on the benefits and they give you a breakdown summary. Um, so we sent the patient's insurance, we got the breakdown and the company gave us the um, incorrect benefits. They said the patient's Medicare was primary and the horizon was secondary. So we ended up, you know, infusing the patient and then the insurance didn't pay because it was not in, it wasn't in, in, in the correct order. So things like that can cost the practice. So luckily we were able to appeal and, and get it paid. But imagine if, if we wouldn't have caught this error, it, it could have cost the practice thousands of dollars. So I would say communication is key and knowing your, your patient um, will, will not only help you, but it it will make a huge difference in in their lives. That's so good. And managing that communication flow from the patient to you and then from you to the different, you know, either pharmaceutical hubs like you described or payer hubs or whatever, just managing that whole process is obviously why we created We Infuse. But but that's just so that's just so good that you bring that out because a lot of people you know, we'll hear from, I heard from a physician today. It's, it was actually a gastroenterology physician, part of a huge, I think 37 physician group. And they want to start an infusion. Wow. They want to start an infusion practice. And I told, I told him from the get go, do you have any experience running an infusion practice? And he said, no. And I said, well, we have a lot to talk about because it's a very <laughs> complicated workflow and you definitely want to do it the right way and build a strong foundation. And so anyway, we're going to, we've got multiple meetings scheduled with them to help them start their, their infusion practice. But out of, out of all that, I mean, what's one, key takeaway, one, one tip or tactic that you could offer as advice to our listeners on that? Um, I would say when it comes to insurances, make sure to sign up for newsletters, check on their bulletin boards. Um, they, they constantly change policies. And a lot of the times they're not going, um, they're not going to call you and say, Hey, we dropped this medication or we added this step therapy. So, um, have a binder or put a bookmark, um, do something that will help you track the main insurances that you deal with. So, you know, this, this medication needs step therapy, um, with this insurance, but not with the other insurance. It's like a game of Sudoku basically, right? Everyone is changing, um, therapies, but one might pick it up. One might drop it. So knowing the the bulletin policies 
will help you as well as knowing the foundations out there and when they open funds, what type of medications they're willing to help you with. Um, it's all about outreach and knowing what's going on in your state. That's so good. And I love that you mentioned newsletters too. And that's just a, that's a proactive mindset. And a lot of people, I mean, let's face it, a lot of people, no matter what their job is, they don't find passion or purpose in their role and they don't do this kind of stuff. They aren't proactive. They aren't thinking ahead, trying to be strategic, trying to constantly offer value. But I like your story because you started out as a receptionist, then you learn more skills, you got into coding, and now you're managing one of the largest practices in North Jersey as far as the infusion side, which I would say is the probably the biggest revenue generator in that practice. And I think that's great that you're being proactive to think ahead about how to stay on top of this process. Right, right. So It's all about just getting the resources you need. And I know um, NICA has great resources that I, I utilize myself. Um, that's honestly, that's the only way to stay on top is to just sign up a newsletter and, and get the resources that you need. Absolutely. And for those of you listening that she mentioned NICA, that's N-I-C-A, that's short for the National Infusion Center Association, which is a nonprofit. And it's their purpose is to you know provide pr- patient access to these incredibly expensive biologics and also equip people and provide resources and and stuff like that. And they're actually having their first annual event at the the time of the recording of this podcast. They're going to have their first annual event coming up in the summertime. You can check out their website, infusioncenter.org to find out more about that. So very excited, very excited to go. Yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, we will. We'll see you there. And, and so let, well, let's go on to another question here. You've, you've talked about your passion, your process. You've talked about one of the biggest challenges you faced as well or do face on a daily basis. Tell our listeners this. What are you most excited about right now in your infusion practice? Honestly, just growing. Um, we are getting more physicians. Um, to come join, which is great because that means we'll, we'll be able to help more patients. Um, we are very, very um, busy right now. So trying to get an appointment may be a little tough, but we're, we're solving the problem by adding a new physician. Um, so that's always very exciting. And I can't wait to get to know new patients. That is exciting. Yeah, part of something that's growing, part of something that's changing. I, that's that is enjoyable because you have to stay on your toes and and uh, move and change along with it. So that's great. So, well, with what you're studying, what you're learning, and, and receiving newsletters and being proactive, what would you say are maybe one of the hottest, you know, maybe one or two hot topics that are the things that are happening in the infusion space today? Um, I would say is the uh, Medicare Advantage plans. I've seen them come up a lot. Um, there is like the, the Cigna Medicare plans, the Aetna Medicare plans, and um, here in New Jersey, they have Clover plans. These plans have been, um, have, have lower premiums for our patients. However, they have a large out-of-pocket. Um, so patients sign up for these, for these insurances, and then they realize that they made a mistake. So um, I would like to, you know, just share the information that if your patient is um, in need of any therapy, let them know that these Advantage plans may be l- less expensive for the premium-wise, but they will be 
spending money towards the out-of-pocket if they decide to go on therapy. So I definitely tell every patient that I have, if you have a long-term condition, stay with your Medicare and your supplemental. Try not to go to Advantage plans because it's tough to find help for those type of patients. It can be done, but it's just tough. That's really good to know. So, I mean, that's something I didn't even know about because I don't, I don't stay up to date enough on what's happening with Medicare. So that's great. Now, do you have a website or a, a resource that you go to, to to stay on top of Medicare issues? Honestly, I kind of just use different websites. Um, I use uh, the, the the actual Medicare website, and then I use uh, Healthwell Foundations. They they give me updates. I use NICA as well for updates. Um, and I'm I'm just on top of the bulletin boards. Like I have a binder of all the insurances and their tabs and and their um, infusion therapies and what they allow, what, what they don't allow. I have an Excel sheet, so I'm um, I'm prepared to just combat the insurance world. That's great. Well, out of everything that you've learned and experienced so far in the infusion space, what's one last parting piece of advice for our listeners? Um, I would say you don't know until you ask. Um, so if you run into a problem with getting coverage for a patient, you know, uh, talk to your reps, see what they can do to help you. I utilize my reps so much that I think they're tired of me. I call them when I when I run into a problem, how they can help me. Um, there's different programs that that um, ph- pharmacy companies have that you can get your patients in, whether it is an uninsured program or a foundation, they they will help you. So I would say utilize your reps and know what type of programs are out there. That is so good. That's very, very helpful. And so before we go, I'd love to share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you or read your blog. I mean, how, how can we learn more from you? Um, well, you can definitely reach me through my blog, which is uh, www.makingroom.com. And there I put a little um, blog articles about what goes on in different practices. And I mentioned that I had guest bloggers. I also have some resources there that, that, that will be able to help in terms of infusions or other little quizzes to just keep you on your toes. Oh, that's great. So makingroom.com. Right. And that's R-H-E-U-M. R-H-E-U-M. Okay, great. Like rheumatology, (laughs) makingroom, R-H-E-U-M.com. That is so good. Well, great, because there's not a lot of people like yourself that are commenting on this. There's, you know, I mean, we're the only podcast talking about infusions and you are one of very few bloggers out there and getting guest writers on and so forth. So I just think that's great. So making room rheum.com and that was our interview with kenny and thank you so much for being on the show well, thank you for having me I, I enjoyed our little conversation it was great i i hope that i'm able to help um those who are listening and you know help our patients in in the long run because i definitely have a soft spot for them so if i can help i i will do it that's great well thanks again No problem, Dylan. Thank you. All right. That concludes the podcast with Kenny. And I love what she communicated. I mean, she clearly communicated a passion to help patients. And that gave her such a purpose each day. 
It causes her to go above and beyond typical job requirements. And I just love her passion for her patients. She loves connecting the dots for patients. She loves helping them navigate a tricky process. I think she used the word picture of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. That was just so great. She also mentioned resources, staying on top of the situation, remaining proactive means that she taps into resources like newsletters, blogs, and going to conferences. She also mentioned going to the NICA conference that's in the future at the time of the recording of this podcast anyway, if you're just listening to this um, as it's just come out. And then she also mentioned her own blog that she writes, makingroom.com, making R-H-E-U-M, short for rheumatology.com. I'm actually looking at her website right now. It's very well done. She has great resources and insights and tools, and it's just a really uh, neat, creative website. So be sure to check out makingroom.com. Well, guys, I hope that took a little bit of the confusion out of Infusion with this latest episode where we interviewed Kenny. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our website as well, weinfuse.com. And if you haven't seen a demo of our software and the powerful features it has specifically for the Infusion practice, be sure to go to weinfuse.com and request a demo. And someone from our sales team will follow up with you and get that scheduled. All right, guys, it's exciting to be on this journey with you. This is another episode of the We Infuse podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. 